Hello, you're listening to Radio Omniglot. I'm Simon Eager, and this is episode 49 of the Radio Omniglot podcast, in which I'll be talking about linguistic correctness. That is the idea that there are correct ways to speak and write languages that conform to grammatical standards and conventions or rules, and that anything else is wrong. Now, there are three basic kinds of grammatical rules or conventions. There are rules that everybody follows. For example, in English, articles and adjectives precede nouns. You say the word and not word the, and a long word and not a word long, or word long a, or word a long. There are rules that distinguish the version of a language that is considered standard from other varieties. For example, in standard English, you might say, I don't have any money. Well, in some varieties, you might say, I ain't got no money. And then there are rules that are written in grammar books, particularly prescriptive grammar books, and which many people believe you should follow. For example, in English, infinitives should never be split. Sentences should never end with a preposition. And you should never use a double negative. Or the world might end, as I did in the example of I ain't got no money. That's a double negative. Any of these were just pet peeves and preferences of 18th century writers. And then there are spelling and punctuation conventions, such as the use of commas, semicolons and apostrophes. So let's have a look at these rules and unpack them a bit. First, the rules that everybody follows. The standard way to put words into a sentence and such like. These are the kind of things you learn as you're acquiring your native language or languages and don't need to think about this automatic. Now these rules or conventions tend to accumulate and build up and emerge over time through the way people use language, and they don't tend to change all that much. In some languages, they haven't changed very much for many centuries. For example, Icelandic is very similar in structure to Old Norse. It has changed somewhat in pronunciation and vocabulary, but the grammar is more or less the same as Old Norse. So it is said that modern Icelanders are able to read the Old Norse sagas without too much difficulty. However, if you try to read any texts written in English over a thousand years ago, you would probably find them incomprehensible. There may be odd words you could puzzle out, but most of them would be very unfamiliar because in that time the language has changed enormously. Back then, people spoke and wrote in what we now call Old English, and this gradually changed over time into Middle English and then Modern English, and the structure of the language changed enormously over that time, and it absorbed a huge number of words from other languages, particularly from Norman French and Latin and Greek, and from various other languages, including Old Norse, the structure of Old English was more like modern German and Dutch and Icelandic, and the pronunciation and vocabulary was very different to modern English. So when languages are in prolonged contact with other languages that have very different structures, they can change and become more like those languages. For example, in Ireland, the way a lot of people speak English is heavily influenced by Irish. And in turn, the way a lot of people who have learned Irish at school speak Irish is influenced by English. And the same could be said of anybody who's learning a new language, especially as an adult, because your native language will influence the way you speak the new language in various ways, especially in pronunciation. 
and to some extent in grammar as well. And then there are rules and conventions that distinguish the standard variety or varieties of a language from the non-standard versions of the language. Now, every version of a language has its own rules and conventions, and what might be considered correct in one version of a language might be thought of as wrong in another version. And that doesn't mean that it is actually wrong. It's just a different way of expressing yourself. Now, I speak more or less standard English with an RP, or Received Pronunciation Accent. I speak more or less standard British English with an RP accent. RP means Received Pronunciation. It's also known as BBC English, because for many years it was the standard way to speak on the BBC, and on some BBC stations, such as BBC Radio 4, it still is for many broadcasters. And if you speak like this, people might be more inclined to take you seriously, at least in the UK. Now, I grew up in Lancashire, in the northwest of England, but I don't have a Lancashire accent. I may have had more of one when I was younger, but I don't really remember, because I'm a bit of an accent comedian. I tend to pick up on whatever accents I hear around me. So if I'm with someone from Lancashire, I'll speak more of a Lancashire accent. So there's not wrong with speaking with a local accent or dialect. Doesn't mean you're less educated or should be taken less seriously. Other rules, such as not splitting infinitives and not ending sentences for prepositions, only really matter if you're writing in a formal kind of context. It is also a good idea to learn punctuation conventions, although these conventions are not completely standardised. They may vary between writers and styles and contexts and varieties of language. For example, there are some differences in the way punctuation is used in British and American English. And in informal writing, punctuation can be used in all sorts of different ways as well. And now it's time for a little tune, I think. This is one I started writing back in January 2021, and finally finished in November 2021, when I'm recording this. It's called The Wagtail, or A Siglen, and is played on the Cavaquinho. should you worry about these linguistic and grammatical rules and conventions? Well, in formal contexts, it's probably best to follow them, if you can. But elsewhere, do what you like. And if you don't follow these rules, then you give linguistic pedants and the language police something to complain about, to moan about, to get upset about and angry about, because that's what they like to do. Things that are currently considered as grammatical errors and mistakes will one day be part of the standard language, part of the rules or conventions of language. Just as in the past, things that people perceived as wrong are now considered right and standard and proper and conventional. So try not to let them get to you, even if they really annoy you. Observe and wonder at the way language changes and try and accept it, because it's inevitable, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Now, some of you might say, well, if there's no rules or the rules are not important, then people will just end up saying whatever they like and will just talk complete nonsense and gibberish from where we have to understand each other. But that's not what I'm saying at all. 
There are conventions and rules that have built up over centuries, as I've said, and these only change slowly. There's kind of things that people get annoyed about, as I've said. These are sign- These are new conventions, new ways of using language that haven't been fully accepted yet, and that's all. And once they're accepted, they'll become part of the standard language, and nobody will bat an eyelid at them. Or they are local, regional, different ways of using the language. Now, if you have any pet peeves about language, about the way people use language that you'd like to share, then you can go to radio.omnigot.com, where you can leave comments and find notes on this and other episodes of this podcast. And if you're feeling very generous and want to support the work I do in the various Omnigot projects, you can make donations via PayPal or Patreon. So I hope you found this interesting and informative. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.